It's me, Virtue, and I am back for Virtue's brand of wrestling and WWE SummerSlam The Review. And boy, I have a lot to say. First of all, kudos to you, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, for sticking to your guns despite what those smarks think they're protesting by hijacking matches and what they put on social media. You said Roman Reigns is your guy, and by God, you made him your guy at SummerSlam, and we're going to talk about how that all went down. Look, this, isn't, this is really going to be a relatively quick review until I get to that main event because I am so proud I am so proud of Vince McMahon for doing what he did for his $80 per share company on the, on the New York Stock Exchange, I believe, or I don't know if they're on the NASDAQ, NASDAQ, but either way, $80 per share. Yes, we know creative has been rough, but the fact is when I start seeing smarks and fans who, who don't know what real talent is, crapping on, on wrestlers because how they're pushed. I love seeing the person that they don't like pushed to where he was supposed to be from day one, and Vince McMahon went through it. So before we get to the main event, let's run down some of these SummerSlam matches. So we had the kickoff show. I'm actually going to look at my phone here. Um, so one of the kickoff matches, we had the B-team versus the Revival. Just like I predicted. By the way, I went 8 out of 13 on my predictions, all right? We're talking predicting a television show and the results. Um, out of those five that I did not get right, two of them, the title still stayed on the champions like I thought. So we'll talk about that. So for all intents and purposes, I got Eight out of 13 decisions, right? But, you know, I look at it like I got 10 out of 13. But it doesn't matter. Picking up the outcome, it's like watching The Walking Dead. And then you say what you think is going to happen. And then if it does, oh, I'm good. I'm smart. Yeah, because I predicted. And if it doesn't, you're just watching it anyways with fans. You should be surprised. It should be better if you get it wrong and you don't know how it's going to go down. Television is supposed to be better when you don't know what's going to happen. Oh, but everybody thought about Roman winning the title all year long, and he finally did, didn't he? So the B team retained. I said they would. I would not be surprised if the Revival win it on Raw or win it relatively shortly from the B team. I'm just – I'm really not impressed with either one of these teams. I mean, I do like Curtis Axel, and I do like Bo Dallas. They kind of do the comedy gimmick quite well, but this is like a spirit squad ripoff and the revival. I hate to say it, folks. They're an NXT tag team. And that's where it stops. You know, then maybe they'll have a little run as the raw tag champs. Okay, but it seems like everybody does. So Rusev and Lana, just like I predicted, this is another one that I got right. Lost to Almas and Zelina Vega. And, again, it's weird. All three of these kickoff show matches ended in roll-ups. But Rusev Day is dead. There's a guy that was over twice in the company 
but because he's not Vince McMahon's vision, he basically has been buried twice. When he was the Russian sympathizer uh, with Lana as his manager, and he was the United States champion with the undefeated run, John Cena buried him. And then, of course, basically the last month uh, to six weeks, Rusev Day is getting extinguished, and they're kind of already pulling the plug with the uh, Aiden English thing singing with them. And, and maybe that'll turn into a good feud. Maybe Aiden English and, and Rusev can have a good little SmackDown feud, if you will. Uh, the Cruiserweight Championship match, I, I did get wrong. I picked Drew Gulak, which... He, you know what? Everybody talks about Daniel Bryan being this great in-ring worker. First of all, I am sick and tired. I absolutely sick and tired of everybody expecting every damn cruiserweight match to be a flip and fly and false finish fest. Bullshit. Cruiserweights, just because they're smaller dudes, yes, we they can fly and they can do things that the bigger dudes can't. But a guy like Gulak being in there doing technical wrestling, oh, no. It was a good match. Go back and watch that match. For any idiots that thought that was just an average match, you're an idiot, you're an ass, you don't know much about the business, you just, what everybody else says, and if they weren't ranting and raving about it because it wasn't a five-star match, oh, it's just a mediocre match. Drew Gulak did work that match. He made Alexander look fantastic. I did not like the little fruit roll-up at the end, but I think Gulak should become, at some point, the Cruiserweight champion. I, I That guy entertained me when he was with Enzo. And, and now he's more serious now, but he stole the kickoff show, in my opinion. And that wasn't a great match, but it wasn't average either. It was above. All right, kickoff match is done. Um, I don't know if these will all necessarily go in order because I'm looking off of NoDQ.com here, so I don't forget any of the 13 matches. Um, but Elias did have a segment, and I'm going to kind of go out of order on these. And it was this buffer, and his guitar broke. And all I can keep reiterating is poor Elias. This guy is talented. He's a character. He can work. I don't care if he's not a Seth Rollins flipping flyer. But I, I, this is the type of guy, if I was writing, if I was Vince McMahon, if I was booking, he would be pushed for sure. But, you know, again, you know, I, I may not get all the predictions right, but I like my booking better than WWE sometimes. But, hey, whatever. Call me a fantasy booker. I don't care. This is the Big Vito brand on the bigveto.com. I'm virtue. I can say what I want. Right? It's my. It's our party. We can do what we want. Right? Right, Noel? That Miley Cyrus song we were talking about? I want to see Vito dance to some of that Miley Cyrus stuff one day. One day I'm going to hang out with you guys when I'm back to Florida and I'm not with my family. And we'll, we'll hang out. And I'm going to I want to see Vito dance to Miley Cyrus. <coughs> anyway, sorry about my little cold here. It's August. It's 80, 85 degrees. And I had a double ear infection this past week. I took cotton balls out of my ears. But you can hear me sniffling. We don't hold back, though. Man, I watched SummerSlam and we're going to talk about it. Uh, Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. The demon came back. That was a surprise. I was very surprised that they more or less had three squashes this show. But, I mean, when you have that many matches, okay, I guess I get us at least one, maybe two. But they had three, and this was one of them. Um, but I guess it protected Corbin to, in the sense that he is like just a, a lackey to Stephanie McMahon right now who's kind of – competing with Kurt Angle, making uh, GM decisions on Raw. 
And the, so the fact that he lost the match to a demon gimmick, which I think is undefeated, that's okay. It won't necessarily bury Corbin. It'll be funny when on Raw, Constable Corbin beats the crap out of regular Finn Balor again because that's what's happening. But um, I did get that match correct. Um, Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. I actually picked Daniel Bryan. Seems like every time I pick Daniel Bryan, he loses. Uh, I'm happy, but, the, but I'm happy that I was wrong there. The Miz got a win for all the times. Even when The Miz was the Intercontinental Champion, for all the times he won by cheating and <laughs> the Miz Tourage and chicken shit heel stuff. Finally, he gets a win on the big stage, but yes, he had to cheat. He got a foreign object from Maurice sitting in the front row, and this story is going to continue, but I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Daniel Bryan, it just seems like since he's been back, he hasn't done anything great and spectacular. Uh, maybe that's because we have to wait till he's against like an AJ Styles or one of those type of guys that will bring that out in him. But I do like this feud with The Miz continuing. And if you're going to continue a, a solid feud because The Miz is awesome on the mic, have the heel get a cheap win early in the feud. I like that, even though I was wrong. So kudos to WWE for doing that. Um, so far, I'm not going to count the pre-show towards my grade. I never do. Although kickoff show, you should just count the whole seven hours at SummerSlam, but whatever. But we already had the demon come back and we had a heel that I like win. So far, I'm loving SummerSlam. Some people didn't. They call me a WWE yes man. I've had plenty of bad things to say about WWE, but you know what? I'm getting sick of fans complaining without, you know, enjoying anything, it seems like. It's like, you know, when one of their guys, when they get one of their dream matches or one of their favorites gets pushed, it's like at, at some point they start turning on that too. And I've just seen that all too often. So, you know, maybe I'll calm down, but, oh. And, yes, I'm a smart too when I need to be, but I am a respectful one, damn it. Uh, the, the Money in the Bank match, uh, briefcase match. Another squash match. I was actually fine with this because I was like, are they really going to have Owens beat Braun for it? I'm like, you know, what I, the way that they had the stipulations for this match, that any type of loss by Strowman, he would lose the briefcase. And then when they basically, when I saw Owens doing the, getting the shoulder tackles on the outside of the ring, doing the 360s in the air, and then that choke slam or whatever that was, Strowman gave him on the ramp and he bounced. I was like, dude, this is full-on squash match. Owens will be okay about, on this. You know what I mean? It's not like Owens went against someone more his size and got squashed. Owens, <coughs> they're building up Braun to be a monster. He should be able to beat up anybody with the exception of Brock and Roman, which we'll talk about. So this didn't necessarily bury Owens. So we'll see what type of feud Owens gets after this. But Braun wins. Now, this was relatively earlier in the pay-per-view. It's set up making you think Braun's got the briefcase in case the fans hijack this main event. Boom, we got a fail safe in place. And we will, plus, it was short work for Strowman. So you, you were thinking, wow, this guy's going to cash in. To be continued. Uh, the United States Championship did happen later in the show. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura did retain. This was really just a filler match. Um, I think Jeff's working hurt a little bit right now. Nakamura in a strong style. He's used to wrestling the guys in Japan 
where they almost break each other's necks. That's when, you know, you don't want anyone to get hurt like that. But that's what strong style is, is when you're stiff in the ring. Vito will attest to that. And Nakamura thrives in that environment, but the dumbed-down style of match, which is what WWE is because it's more entertainment, I think it does expose Nakamura as maybe a, a you know just an average, a slightly above-average sports entertainer, whereas maybe he's a, a A minus A, A plus even, strong-style wrestler. And it's just not quite working out here. And maybe he's just not getting the, the time that's needed. But nonetheless, I was not very impressed with this. I did get that match right. Um, I did get the Strowman one right as well. Uh, I did miss five, though, out of 13. So, you know, and Orton's music hit. And to be honest with you, I don't remember what happened with that. So we're just going to move on. Uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. Technically, I got this one wrong because the New Day won by disqualification. I picked Bludgeon to win, but they still have the titles on them. So, in a way, I was semi-right, but I'll take the minus point. That's why I only got 8 out of 13. Le going into this afternoon, I was so worried like I was going to just do awful this show. I actually said I'm only going to get just barely above half right. I'm going to get 7 out of 13 right. I ended up getting 8. And, again, out of those 5 that I missed, two of them were the, the champions still had the titles. So. But it's a TV show predictions of, of, a, of a scripted event. You know, I, so many people take it literal. I've let it get to my head. I want to put my veto sign back, or my yeah, veto brand sign back on. Again, just because I like it. I think it looks cool. So the Bludgeon Brothers used those mallets to get disqualified. This was a fairly entertaining match. Um, you know, there was some jumping on the outside that uh, Xavier Woods did. Uh, Big E had some nice power moves in there. Um, Rowan tried to be acrobatic in times. It's Eric Rowan, though. Uh, Luke Harper, solid as always. So it was good. And Kofi was a nice little cheerleader. This was a solid little match. Nothing was wrong with it other than the goofy finish. Monster heels. You know, I, I guess, though, maybe if they're dumb monsters, they don't know that they're cheating. They just want to hurt, so I guess them using their weapons was somewhat justifiable, right? The Intercontinental Championship match, which was which was the kickoff match, a lot of people are you know telling me virtue. This was the match of the night, and maybe so. You can't go wrong with Ziggler and Rollins' work rate. You can't by saying that, and they were given enough time. You did have Ambrose and McIntyre. Everybody got it mixed up. Um, like I thought they would. I got this one wrong. I really thought Ambrose was going to inadvertently cost Rollins the match, maybe get DQ'd or get Rollins DQ'd, something quirky like that. Um, but they went with Rollins winning the Intercontinental title back. You know, and I tweeted while this was happening that the Intercontinental Championship title belt has become a horror. Well, I look back, and there hasn't been that many champions over the last couple years because the Miz had a couple long reigns. But if you look at the history of the Intercontinental title and, and the Attitude Era probably attributed to this, I think out of all the major titles, you know, the WWE, the WCW slash World, Intercontinental, you know, all the women's titles and tag titles, I think uh, the Intercontinental titles had the most changes. Hundred This was the 166th six. The 166th time this title has changed hands. So, and I know Jericho won it nine times. 
The Miz won at eight. So you see why I said that? Because it's like you just had Ziggler win it, like, and then he gives it back to Rollins, like, in a few months. Just, I don't know. But, again, it was a good match. Fantastic. Hot, hot opener, as they say. And no, no heel turned by Ambrose. So, you know, they're going to – we'll see what happens. Maybe it will never happen. Maybe maybe it won't. Maybe they're going to have um, – Ambrose always be a good guy. The SmackDown Women's Championship. I did get this one right. I said the reason why Charlotte was inserted into this match is to get the belt off Carmella. And it's funny because Becky was the one pinned. Just like I thought maybe could happen, which means Carmella could come out and say, I never was beat. So – that protects her as a diva heel. But Charlotte won for the seventh time, and this is where things are going to get interesting. I picked Charlotte because Evolution's coming up. That title's going to be on Charlotte. We're going to talk about Ronda Rousey later. The other title's on her. That's the poster for Evolution. That's what WWE wants. The Flair legacy. Charlotte's a great in-ring worker. Here's the deal. After the match, Becky... Turned on Charlotte. Now, are they doing this as, as a way to turn Becky heel? Because it didn't work because the Smarks cheered her. So if they're going to try to keep Charlotte as the baby face and Becky was the heel, the, the sore loser heel, well, the crowd's going to love Becky, and they're going to start giving Charlotte seven-time champion the same effect. That's between the the Raw. I think she, I don't know if she ever had the Divas title or not, but between that, the, the Raw and the SmackDown title, those titles. I think she's going to become the female Roman Reigns and start getting re mixed reactions like that. And the more power to you, Charlotte, because that's polarizing. If you become that, I'm a big – I've always liked you, Charlotte. I, I, I've kind of always put you on the backseat to Asuka. But I'm, I'm telling you what, Asuka's better in Japan. She's better in, in NXT in the smaller niche type. On the big stage, and maybe it's not her fault. Maybe it's creative making her get lost. But, Charlotte, you come through as a star, and if they're going to push you that way, I'm going to be a WWE yes man, and I am going to support you, Charlotte, just like I do Roman Reigns. There, all my haters. You heard it from my mouth. I'm having fun with this, can't you tell? So, Charlotte is the SmackDown Women's Champion. Thank you, WWE. By the way, Charlotte... You did that moonsault with a few extra corkscrews in there. I'm glad you landed safely. That's dangerous stuff. But I know it was I know it was SummerSlam in Brooklyn. So okay. All right. The Raw Women's Championship match. So Alexa's tiny. Alexa hangs with the other women that are just wrestlers. But with Rhonda, a former UFC fighter, I kind of figured they were gonna squash Alexa and they did. Uh, I would have liked some vulnerability there to Ronda. Uh, however, Alexa could have got that heat to make it not really feel like a squash match because they did the other squash is during this event. But they got the belt on Ronda, which I knew they would with Evolution coming up. The question remains, now they got to build Bliss back up to a point and have her bully somebody to give her that little feisty, you know, small, tiny, feisty heel edge back because she's going to be wrestling Trish at Evolution, Trish Stratus. I hope they don't change that because they, they announced that because she was the champion and they wanted to keep kayfabe. I hope they still allow Bliss, Bliss versus Trish.
because I think that can work. I think Alexa can do her heel things, and we can get a match out of it. But with Ronda, it would have just been tough. Could there have been a way they could have booked it? Yeah. But they, they get a little bit lazy, and, and they were probably worried about Ronda still being semi-green and working a longer match and forgetting things or doing more technical stuff. So they went with the squash route. So kudos to Bliss, though, for having that run since Money in the Bank. And basically her whole main roster run, she's been way above expectation by a lot of people. Basically right up there with Charlotte as the top two female stars on NXT main roster-wise because everyone knows Becky, Bailey, Sasha, the other horsewomen, Booking's a little suspect on them. And Asuka. So, Ronda, you did it. You crossed over. Congratulations. The WWE Championship match. <laughs> Again, the WWE Championship match mid-card. Uh, Aaron Riff pointed out how the Bellas had front row, Maurice had front row, AJ Styles' wife and kid didn't have front row. When you have the, the family there ringside and the heels pointing them out, you know something's going to happen in favor of um, the baby face. Well, I got this match wrong. And by the way, I did get the Rousey match right, too. Uh, I did get Flair right. And I did – I got Ziggler wrong. I picked Ziggler. Um, but I got, I got this match wrong technically because I picked AJ to win. And Joe won by DQ. Isn't that weird when the heel wins by DQ? But I guess, whatever. But AJ's still the champ. And the moral of my pick was AJ's still going to be the champ being on the cover of WWE 2K19, the video game. So I think he's going to have a little bit longer. So, you know, it, it was. I, I would say this match was still pretty good. Um, it was right up there with um, the opener, Ziggler and, and Ambrose. Um, you know, and The Miz and Brian was good, too, although it slowed down a little bit. But this is another story to be continued. So we'll see what happens here. Ultimately, do I think Joe could become WWE champion out of this? Yeah, but we'll have to see how it progresses. Right now, AJ got DQ'd and had some vulnerability in front of his uh, wife and daughter uh, with the rage. I know he went to hold his daughter and he had a little bit of blood on him and she quickly went back to her mom's arm. And that's something you can't, that probably was really happening there. So I think they rushed backstage to make sure that girl wasn't freaked out. But nonetheless, if that's even his real daughter, I don't know if they hire child actors these days. I don't know. I'm sure that was his wife. We've seen other wrestlers, wives and kids on storylines before, but it was what it was. Um, I'm sure it didn't live up to the hype of all the dream match marks hopes and dreams, it never does, does it? You're never satisfied, are you? Mm -mm. No. And again, I will never argue with you, with, with fellow smarts. I will never argue with you when creative is so bad and shitty. But like when we start talking about performances of wrestlers, if I see multiple botches or you really see somebody mailing it in, in the ring, I'm going to say something. You know, like Brock and Goldberg, WrestleMania 20, but, I mean, it has to get to that level before I'm going to start crapping on talent that these guys do this for a living. So I don't think I missed any matches. Let's go to the main event. Checking my Twitter there. Gosh, SummerSlam with Roman 
becoming the universal champion, my Twitter feed, by the way, at no DQ underscore virtue has been lit up this evening, but it's almost one o'clock in the morning and I need to hurry up and get this file to Noel to post on the podcast channel before I go to bed because I got to be up at seven in the morning to work. Let's talk about the main event. Vince McMahon, genius. He fooled the smarts. The beginning of this match, Roman and Brock are out there. They're getting ready to do the, the announcing. Braun comes out, briefcase in hand. <laughs> so the fans are thinking, the fans are thinking this guy's cashing in. Braun basically said, I'm not going to cash in when someone's vulnerable. I'm going to do it face to face. That, now, it would be funny. If you want to turn Braun heel, maybe you could actually have him cash it in on a vulnerable guy at some point. But I have a feeling it will be when it's face-to-face. Uh, -face. But he didn't cash in to enter the match to make it a triple threat. He just said, I'm going to stand out here and watch. Fans thought something was going to happen. I actually predicted Reigns to win and Strowman to cash in. I would have been fine with that. What WWE did is a complete tease. Braun was so close to the action, he got into the action. And both guys did stuff to him. He got f 5 He got Roman speared him through a suicide dive. Brock, Brock tossed the briefcase so he couldn't, like, hand it to the ref. Next thing you know, Braun is out, and he's not cashing in. And by that time, it was too late. The match was too far in. And finally, Roman, after several Superman punches and spears, and, you know, not tapping out to Lesnar's finish uh, submission holds. Reigns hit a spear and became the universal champion and brought the title back to the full time from Brock. And that's what Vince McMahon wanted to do at WrestleMania. What he failed to execute at the greatest Royal Rumble. But he said, nope, I'm putting it on my guy at SummerSlam. The guy that I've picked to lead my company is the top guy parallel with Brock because Brock's a special attraction because of what he's done outside of WWE. Reigns is there as the guy. And the, the, the match really didn't get hijacked. Yes, a couple times they chant, we don't want either one of you or you both, whatever they chant that they do. But because they didn't quite know the crowd, if Braun was going to cash in or not, WWE Vince McMahon pulled the creative wool over their eyes and got the title on Reigns with people sitting in their seats, giving the match reactions, and Roman pumped out of his gourd after that match, finally holding that title up. Now, was that acting? Perhaps, right? Vito can attest to this. You're out there. You're an actor in front of a television camera. You win a title. You get excited about it. I truly believe when Roman held that universal title up and he looked at Heyman and it did this, him and Heyman were celebrating with each other because they knew this whole story, the way that WWE Vince McMahon sat down with Heyman, Lesnar, Brock, Strowman, they all figured out a way to fool the Smarks, at least for one night in Brooklyn, to not hijack, totally hijack the match. So kudos to Vince McMahon for sticking to his guns with the guy he chose. The WWE has become worth $6 billion with an $80 stock, and TV networks are giving them millions and millions of dollars, and big countries are putting them in their stadiums. Kudos to you, Vince. I know I've crapped on your product creatively, and I'll continue to do so, but there, when you do something that is just business genius, kudos to you. And the fact that you pulled this off, 
And I know a lot of people giving this show a C and a C plus, some worse. There were some things I did not like. I tried to play along with you and predict how I thought you were going to book, but I only got eight, technically, eight of your 13 matches right, and you didn't cash in Strowman. For that, I'm going to dock you slightly, but hey, you know, I believe myself as a creative guy, a good wrestling booker. Uh, people want to call me a smart, a mark, whatever. I don't care. I enter, I don't care about you haters if you hate me because you keep telling me you hate me. That means you're watching me. I love the people that like me and that interact with me and we share ideas back and forth and we make it fun to watch wrestling. This is why I do it. It's for those people. This is why Roman is where he's at. It's for those people that support him. And right now, as each day goes, as each week goes, as each month goes, the Roman Empire is getting bigger. Vince McMahon's vision is working. Is it ever going to be at a Steve Austin or a Hulkamania level? No, not with today's smart mark crowd. But tonight, I give SummerSlam, drumroll, creatively, it was a little hit and miss here and there, but the Vince McMahon theory at the end of the show is why I give the whole show an A-, minus, an A-. minus. Now, I have not watched, I've only watched clips of NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. I'm going to try to get that watched sometime before Raw or after Raw tomorrow, before I go to bed. And then I will tweet my grade for NXT. So it's going to be very interesting. Will I be mar Will I mark out for WWE's entire weekend and give it a, an A plus? I don't know, but I'm giving SummerSlam an A minus. I know we're gonna, you know, people like Russo and and others are gonna probably say, nah, eh, eh, you know. And that's why I think a lot of people are gonna give it those C C plus range. But I I'm telling you, man, Vince really stuck it to the Smarks tonight. And to be honest with you, we're fans, right? We're supposed to want to see what we want to see. But when you start basically trying to persuade a company to change what their vision of entertaining you is, it gets a little overboard when all you have to do is stop watching or ignore the product. Because when the numbers... Go down, and, and we talked about ratings before. Ratings, TV ratings aren't what they used to be, but WWE has 40 or 50 million YouTube subscribers and all of those Twitter followers. There's some type of revenue hitting WWE from that. At least it's eyeballs promoting their merchandise, promote, you know, advertisers going on there because, oh, you got that many Twitter followers? All right, we're going to pop up some ads and people are scrolling through our, your feed. It's a different era, and we've talked about it time and time again, but. I commend Vince McMahon for SummerSlam this evening because he stuck to his guns and he pushed Roman to the top. So I'm giving SummerSlam an A minus. Uh, whatever. That's my new. Maybe I'll get a, a veto, a big veto brand shirt uh, that says Virtue's Brand of Wrestling, whatever on it. I'll leave that up to Noel. They can keep all the, as long as I get one t shirt, they can keep all the profits. All 25 shirts that sell. But nonetheless, thank you for watching my SummerSlam review on the Big Vito brand, bigvito.com. I love how we're on Google Play, that we're on the YouTube channel. Um, start watching the YouTube videos. Let's get these numbers up into three and four digits. But I, I know that, that Noel is all about the actual audio podcasting, so stay strong there. I love being part of this team. 
We will be back like we are, probably back to normal programming where I pick a topic or two to talk about each week since our big pay-per-view is over or network event. But thank you for listening. I am Virtue. You can follow me on Twitter at NoDQ underscore Virtue. So for the Big Vito brand, BigVito.com. See everybody next time. Hey, it's Virtue here from BigVito.com and the Big Vito brand. And I wanted to let everybody know, if you, in case you already didn't, go to ProWrestlingTees.com and search Big Vito because you will see a spread of t-shirts that are must-owned. And you know what? Here is one as an example. So I hope Noel puts this on the end of some of my videos because it really makes me look like a big deal that I'm doing commercials for Big Vito's t-shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com. But seriously, folks, you know, you want to represent the Pavarotti of hard shots to the body? Seriously, no joke. You want to get color with the Big Vito and the Big Vito brand? Head on over to PWT. Everybody knows it as ProWrestlingTees.com and search Big Vito and you will be able to choose your size. And you know what? I believe once in a while they run promotions and sales, so you always want to look out for that. But anyway, I am Virtue from BigVito.com and the Big Vito brand. Thank you for listening to me.